Before diving into today's episode, I want to thank the season sponsor, Riverside. It's no secret running an online business isn't easy, which is why any software that can help speed up my workflow is a huge win in my books. Riverside is your all-in-one podcast and video platform where you can produce studio quality recordings and lightning fast edits wherever you and your guests are. I was actually first introduced to Riverside by one of my social media management clients and it was an immediate game changer for creating content around their business. The AI magic clips meant I had countless instant videos to repurpose across all their social channels and the instant episode transcripts meant that I could go a step further making dozens of graphic carousels and writing captions all based around one podcast episode. In a world where it feels like we need to be constantly producing new content every day, Riverside makes it easier to do just that without sacrificing the quality. I've personally been using Riverside to record and edit my podcast for the past few months and I'm excited to share my exclusive discount code with you today. Use the code DISHINGUPDIGITAL to save and check out the link in the show notes below. So I just got off a two hour long or almost two hour long group coaching call, live coaching call, two hours of speaking. And for some reason I went, yeah, I want to record a podcast episode right now. Like I am riding on a high. We got to keep talking. I'm not sick of my own voice yet. (laughs) And I was having a little look in my podcast schedule. I have a section in my ClickUp boards where I put down all of my podcast episodes ideas. If you guys have any questions or recommendations, it's also where I put them. I have a running list and then I kind of plot out the dates. And I've had this episode on my to-do list for a while. And I feel like it's a little bit of a controversial topic. And I saw it on my list and I was like, oh, yes, this is the one. This is what I want to talk about today. And funnily enough, in the group coaching call that I was teaching this morning, it's for a brand new program. I wasn't going to mention what it was for. And now it's just slipped out. It's for a brand new program that I'm launching in March. And I'm teaching it initially with a group of beta students just to run through the material and perfect it and make sure it's the best program ever before I launch it publicly. But a section in that training today, ironically, was talking about goals and finding the goals and things that you personally want to achieve in your business. What is important to you? And I think that is a big part of this conversation in today's episode that I want to dissect with you a little bit further because I controversially turned down, quote, air quote, turned down a potential $30,000 client late last year. So let's rewind a little. Let's unpack the story of what actually happened and then we're going to dive into the the deeper nitty gritty, the goals, the bigger picture of life. But I had an email come across my inbox late last year from an international brand that was looking to launch into the New Zealand market. It was this big long email about their brand, about what they were, where they were currently selling, what their products were, a link to their website. And then down the bottom, they talked about their budget. And this is where my eyes lit up quite a bit because their budget was over $30,000 a month. And they wanted to do all of these things and they were really ready to make a bang entering the New Zealand market. And as a social media manager, when someone comes to you with a big budget, it's like this little key that unlocks all of your deepest dreams. (laughs) Suddenly with that kind of budget, 
you can do you can do all of the crazy ideas for content that you've always wanted to do with other clients but maybe they didn't have the budget for the videographer or the photographer or they didn't have the time or they couldn't afford to put a billboard in the middle of the city like suddenly when someone's like yeah thirty thousand dollars a month is our, our budget your eyes light up and the opportunity, it, it's just, it feels endless. Now, I'm not going to lie. My next thought was this must be a scam. Like it can't be real. <laughs> and, and I ended up chatting to a few other people, a few other New Zealand social media managers that I knew, and they had also got the same email. So it was very easy to see that it was a copy and paste blast that they were sending out to any New Zealand social media manager or any smaller marketing agency that they could find on Google, which is, you know, totally fair enough. You got to shop around for, for finding the right person. And one of the other social media managers I talked to had received the message. They had actually deleted it because they were like, straight up, that's got to be a scam. Like that's not real. The way that it was written felt a little bit like clunky. But when you looked into it, it was definitely just like a little bit of a language barrier. It was a brand where English was their second language and they were you know, wanting to launch into this new market. And I had gone on and investigated the website and looked at some of the company history. I had stalked their social pages and I was like, no, these guys are legit. Unless they're running like a very uh, long game scam, which I didn't think was really possible. I, I think it was, it was definitely legit from my, my research. And after all that, the, the third thought that settled into my head after being like, oh my gosh, $30,000 budget, so much opportunity. And then number two being like, is this a scab? The third thing that popped in my head was, I have no interest in replying to this email. And that thought totally took me off guard because Alan two, three years ago would have jumped at this opportunity. I would have been like, stop everything to-do list out the window for the day. I am writing a full-blown proposal and strategy outline for them for free. And I'm going to email that to them to try to get them in for a discovery call. Because I did kind of feel, even without asking other people that I knew, that it was a copy and paste email that had been blasted out to a few people. So like, I need it to be fast. I need it to be quick off the mark. I need to impress them and hook them in and book them. And that, that was what I've done for so many clients in the past that have inquired with me. But something about 2023 Ellen <laughs> she's changed she's changed and this is where I really want to talk a little bit about personal goals and creating your own definition of success because when I started my business it was definitely a case of I wanted more freedom more flexibility I have an episode that I'll link below. It's one of my most downloaded recent episodes from 2023 where I talk about my whole personal journey of starting my business. And if you're familiar with that episode, I talk about going through a breakup and my first month in business just completely like flipping on its head what I thought my priorities were and my goals were in my business and how I actually didn't make any money. I lost money in that first month of my business and I went to Bali and I took myself on holiday complete solo trip I went to a retreat it was the most amazing experience and what it did for me was really help clarify the kind of business that I wanted I didn't want to be a slave to my job like I'd been a slave to my corporate job like I wasn't just going to replace that with a business and then be you know chained to my desk like even though it was my desk and I owned the business I didn't want that lifestyle and as I've 
sort of grown and built my business over the last few years, one thing that I've found very difficult, and I know so many of you can relate to this, is other people's definitions of success impacting your own vision. So I had set this vision of I want this freedom-based business, I want to travel, I want to do coaching and social media management, it's going to be amazing. And then I let other people's ideas of success impact that. You know the cliche successful or picture of a successful marketing person? They have the swanky office in town, they have all of the team members, they go dress up in a suit every day, like... That was the vision I think a lot of my extended family and other people in my social circles expected me to follow. And I felt a little bit of that societal pressure in terms of this is what success is. Success is not taking a month off to go traveling. Success is not selling online courses passively from your sofa watching, you know, binge watching Grey's Anatomy again. And one of my students that I worked with one-on-one, what was this, 2023, this is 2022, I remember she went through the same thing where she ended up hiring an office space and she remembered her family being so proud of her, like, oh my gosh, you've made it, look at this office, this is so fantastic, you're so successful. She hated the office in the end and she realized that she had rented it because she was trying to live up to her parents and to her family's expectation of what success looked like and she actually loved working from home like she loved working on her sofa she loved having her little at-home office she didn't actually want to expand and grow things bigger in that way and she had to kind of do a lot of searching to figure out what it was that she wanted right what was her definition of success and I have been in that boat as well where sometimes even though I've figured out what my definition of success is what other people think still impacts me. And as much as I like to say it's, you know, all about staying in my lane, focusing on me and, you know, putting on the soundproof headphones, putting on my blinders and ignoring the outside noise, sometimes the outside noise is really loud. And some days it does impact you. And I think I let that happen quite a lot in the early years of my business. And it's only in the past couple of years that I've been like, nah, I really don't care. Maybe it's because I'm starting to approach my 30s. And I have heard that in the 30s, you, you know, you're thriving because you no longer care what people think of you. And I love the sound of, li- <laughs> the sound of that. <laughs> it sounds perfect. Just what I need. And I have just started to become really strict on the opportunities I go after and the things that I create in my business and the clients that I take on board, making sure that they match that vision. They match my definition of success. So coming back to the dreamy $30,000 client that I think most social media managers would jump at the chance to have a client like that, I didn't want to work with them because I knew there's a lot of, or I, I know there's a lot of strings that are attached to a client at that high of a monthly retainer. When I saw $30,000, my thinking was, stress. Um, My thinking was extraordinarily high standards for work would be needed. My thinking was uh, so much time and commitment. My thinking was having to probably hire a full-time employee to help me manage that, that contract, just that contract. 
And I saw a future where, again, I'm probably getting ahead of myself because who knows, even if I had gunned it, if I would have booked that client. But I just think it was an interesting thought pattern to analyze. But for me, I looked into my future. If I had booked that client, what would my future look like? What would my future day-to-day structure routine look like? And I didn't like it. I didn't have any interest in having a client where I had to organize billboards, influencer campaigns, magazine ads, as well as social media, as well as content, as well as paid ads, organic ads, TikTok, Instagram, like that. I mean, it exhausts me just listing them all off, (laughs) but it's not my zone of genius. It's not what brings me joy. I'm 100% capable of it. I could have done an amazing job at it, but it just doesn't align with my goals. It doesn't align with my definition of success. And I was actually having this conversation with another local social media manager um, a few months ago now. And I was saying how it feels like everybody in New Zealand, at least, was following this pattern of, of like the journey of social media management. It's like starting this side hustle. Then it was moving into an office. Then it was hiring team members, sometimes full-time employees or part-time employees um, instead of contractors. And then it was like getting a decal on their car, like getting a company car with their logo on it. And again, it's not to say that that pattern is wrong. I love seeing other women go after what they want and build their business. Like it's so inspiring. But it was funny when I I saw like the third person following this exact pattern that I was like, I wonder if they're doing that for them. I wonder if that's what they really want or if that's what they feel pressured to create. And again, I know some people love that. I know that there are social media managers out there who want to be the boss CEO with an agency with full-time team members. And I love that. Like I have so much respect for that because I know how hard it is. And again, I love seeing people go after their vision and enjoy their life. But I do question sometimes with all of the noise on social media and when you see a pattern of people doing the same thing, I do, I I can't help but wonder if that is something that truly lights them up, if they feel passionate about it. And I know for some of those girls, 100% you can tell they're in it, they love it. But there's some that I just question. And again, it's not questioning their business. They're doing amazing things. It's really impressive. Um, they're doing, re- they're achieving really great things. They're booking really great clients. But I just, I would love to see more people speak out about this and speak out about your definition of success and crafting that. And I actually have a whole chapter on this in my book, not to just give myself some little self promo, some love, a little bit of a shout out. For those of you who aren't familiar, I published a book called BITCH Power, a little bit controversial, the, the title. Uh, But I basically took a typical swear word that is used to insult women and I changed it into an an analogy, an acronym, a method, a structure that women could follow to feel more empowered in themselves 
And a big portion of the book is defining your own success, defining your own definition of success, I should say, and how, why women struggle in business is because we have this definition of success that is typically, typically being created by men because they are the leaders in our industry in terms of they got a head start. I mean, you know, it wasn't until like one or two generations ago that women could even take out a home loan without the signature of their father or husband. There was only a few generations ago that women could get a credit card or any sort of business loan if they needed that to start their business. Opportunities were very limited a few generations ago. I always talk about, and again, I mentioned in the book, I would love to have known what my nan and my gran would have been like if they had grown up in this time, in this era. Like, would would they have, would they have even had kids? Would they have started a business? Like, would they have done something different? Because in that time, in that era, women either worked as like assistants, executive assistants, they worked in retail jobs, or they worked as nurses and teachers, right? And this is why I'm so big on the book around women need to feel empowered to create their own definition of success because the role models we typically have, and again, this is changing and it has changed even in the last 10 years, but typically that corner office, that really top dog executive lifestyle, the Rolexes, the fancy suits, like that is a definition of success that's been created by men that suits men. And again, there are males out there who need to work on empowering themselves to create their own definition of success. But I think for women, for so many of us, success could look like staying home and working and being able to look after our kids or working on, you know, with our cycles. And instead of working in a 24 hour period of energy, we have a four week monthly kind of energy. Again, I unpack that further in my book. But I think this also applies to younger, uh, the younger generation, millennials and Gen Zers. I think we have a different definition of what success is, certainly compared to maybe our parents' generation where success was getting a job and staying in that same job for 40 years, right? Even something as small as that, I think you have to think about recrafting the I guess the societal subliminal, what am I saying? Society's subliminal messages. I shouldn't, I shouldn't try to say things with too many S's. I screw it up every time. (laughs) The subliminal messages that we get that maybe we don't realize people are telling us, this is a definition of success. You need to do X, Y, and Z. But it's just the undertone or that kind of more subtle narrative that we pick up and absorb just as children, right? And sometimes we need to break that down and break that barrier. So this is a very long-winded way of coming back to the reason why I didn't even acknowledge this email. After thinking about how Ellen three years ago would have leapt at the opportunity, I, I had a, had to laugh at myself a little bit and enjoy that journey of growth. And as soon as that happened, I was like, okay, we need to record a podcast episode about this. We need to unpack this because I know so many other people have experienced this as well. So if anything from today's episode, I might've hooked you in with this juicy title of turning down a $30,000 client. Maybe you were expecting a red flag or some big drama or some legal issue. And really it's just being your girl, Alan, talking about mindset again, which we love (laughs) or I love at least. And I hope you do. I hope that's why you stick around. Um, But I think it's an important, uh, an important reminder. And I encourage you after listening to today's episode to maybe sit down, have a bit of a brainstorm, map out your own definition of success 
have a look at your own goals, come back to those goals that maybe you set when you first started your side hustle, you first thought about starting a business and really recenter and ground yourself there and remind yourself of what it is you really want to achieve with your business. And of course, you can always check out my book linked in the show notes below as usual if you need a little bit more inspiration. But that's going to be it for today. I hope you enjoyed the episode. Remember to subscribe to the Dishing Up Digital podcast so you can catch next Monday's episode and I'll see you then.